Welcome back to today's episode of Jack Howard Color the Podcast. My guest today is Kate Dottillo from Connecticut, North America. Kate has been BTC winner for her cool balayage. She has a really interesting take on the way that she wants to work with only 12 years in the industry. I can't wait for you to listen to this one. of Jack Howard Color the podcast. Today's guest is, um, she's amazing. I've only just met her recently. I met her at the BTC show, so I, I had to get her on. She's a BTC winner. Her name is Kate Dottillo. And Kate, you've been hairdressing for only 12 years, right? So that's, it's not long to have done so, so well. You've won BTC, you're for your cool balayage so congratulations on that. that's fantastic and I was there with uh, you when you won it and you were just like oh my god it was brilliant <laughs> classic moment it's an honor to be here oh no it's brilliant and I really want to hear your story but you're you're a BTC team influencer I've got down here you've been featured in American Salon Beauty Launchpad Modern Salon and Behind the Chair but they're big that's big achievements um you're a product club ambassador and a trust professional brand specialist now I want to talk about all of that and all those achievements because I th- just think that's you know for somebody that's been hairdressing 12 years it's it's massive to me um so well well done on that but what I wanted to know Kate first of all where are you you're in Connecticut yeah so I work in Connecticut uh my whole career and I recently probably about almost two years I moved to West Virginia but I still work in Connecticut, which sounds crazy, right? I get that. Oh my gosh, how do you make that work? You're in West Virginia, so you're near me. Right? <laughs> kind I'm of. In, I'm in D. I'm in DC, right? So are you flying? Um, I haven't. I used to fly. Um, before you know everything started happening. Um, but I I've been driving. Wow, cool. Yeah, I drive, but I my schedule it's great. I only work um about ten to twelve days behind the chair. And then I have three, three and a half weeks off where I can focus on content, social media, that sort of thing, my personal life. And then, you know, I, I continue that cycle. I go back and forth. And it's it's honestly the best thing for me. And it's been working. <laughs> I don't know how. I, I ask myself every day, but it's great. <laughs> wow. I, I definitely <laughs> want to talk about that in a moment because to have that kind of diversity so early on and to really be focused on the content is a whole conversation yeah. in itself. How did hairdressing start for you? So I went to a technical high school where you had two weeks of normal class. I call it normal, you know, English, math, history. And then you had two weeks, <laughs> two weeks of a shop. And your freshman year, you go through what's called exploratory and you go through every shop they offer. So it was automotive, auto body, electrical, plumbing, hairdressing, nursing, everything you could think of. And at the end, you had to pick your top three. My top three were graphic design, hairdressing, and nursing. And my parents wanted me to be a nurse really bad. So I had to rate my top three. So I did nursing, hairdressing, then graphic design. Well, of course, I got into the nursing program and I was devastated. I had to stay in that program for three months and I would come home crying every day to my parents. I don't want to do this. This isn't who I am. This is horrible. I really want to be a hairdresser. I was like an artist, you know, and a rebel. I always try to do the exact opposite of what anybody told me, especially my parents. And I feel like I'm still that way to this day, but 
Um, I'm a rule breaker for sure. But uh, so I would come home crying every day and they were like, fine, if you really want to be a hairdresser, you have to go to the principal in the school and tell them and this and that. And they were like, you're never going to amount to anything if you're a hairdresser. They just wanted to scare me, really, because they wanted me to have like the security of being a nurse. Right. Which is great. But I was I just that wasn't for me. So long story short, I ended up switching to hairdressing and I don't I think in that time they didn't really know the potential of what we could do. And I mean, I didn't either. I had no idea. I just thought it was going to be fun. It was the cool girls were in that shop, you know, and fast forward. I graduate at 17. I got my hairdressing license. And I think two days after I graduated high school with my license, I started working in a salon knowing absolutely nothing. (laughs) And I just kind of got thrown in there. (laughs) That's amazing. So, so in Connecticut where you grew up, you could leave, you can leave school at 17, which is unheard of these days, really, isn't it? Yeah. I think I started a little early to be honest. Ahead of the curve, right? I mean, I think I probably, I could have maybe gone another year. I had a lot of like problems with regular school, I like to say. Um, But I did really well in any form of art. Right. I feel like that was my strength. That's why I wanted to be a hairdresser because it's art to me. But yeah, I I, I mean, I was a baby. I didn't even have my license for to drive a car. And I was a hairdresser. Right. Okay. (laughs) So you... You get your license, which in you know in in the US you have to do your hours, which you obviously did at technical yes. school. You, yes. you got your hours there, and so you're you're qualified. Yeah, we all know that you're not qualified. You just you got the license, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the learning starts when you go into the salon. How did you pick a salon? So I actually got hired at um, like my family hairdresser, the one place I went for my whole life. Um, And she just kind of like, she told my mom, yeah, have her come in. We'll hire her. I mean, and I didn't even have a formal interview. I just started. I mean, I swept hair. She, I'd take walk-ins. I mean, I I really had no idea what I was doing. And she just kind of threw me in there, which honestly was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because of course I made mistakes, but I learned a lot. You know, I learned a ton by just getting thrown in. And it was, it was a small little like family town hairdresser um and I mean we did I did every type of hair you could think of men children you know crazy vivids blonding all sorts of stuff but balayage wasn't that wasn't a thing then that came later but yeah that's when I started that was like 12 (laughs) years ago yeah yeah and Instagram Instagram wasn't a thing at that point no I I think I started my Instagram I think I was two years in so I was on commission when I first started. I mean, I made like $100 a week when I first started. But I think I had right. like one client a week, you know. And I was slowly building. And then I was like, I'm not happy anymore. I want to, I kind of want to go off on my own. I kind of got forced into renting. So then I um, I had an interview. Actually, my best friend, Caitlin, at the time, she owned this salon with another girl. She hired me. And then I rented for the re- my whole career and um I started my we kind of started our Instagrams together so let's let me take you back a little bit so you 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 say that you went to work for Caitlin who's going to come on here at another point anyway but yeah. and she's fantastic too you two are so funny together but <laughs> you, you go working for her but you were renting from her is that yes. right yes so because 
really young to, I was talking about this with another guest actually, it's really quite young to sort of go into that whole sphere of running your own business, but you weren't, you weren't in a booth, you were actually in, in a suite, you were, at, you were in a salon. Still. Yeah, I was in a salon. Yep. Both places were in a salon. Um, and yeah. I didn't really know anything about renting. Nobody, nobody took me under their wing. I didn't really have much help. I kind of just said, all right, it's X amount of dollars a week. I think I could do that in services. I had a small clientele. And then when you move and you move to a nicer place, you know, you, you obviously attract people want to see where you go and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I wasn't as busy when I first started and that's why I kind of started an Instagram and it kind of took off from there. <laughs> I love this. It all seems to be a little bit kind of like, well, I wanted to do it and I just, this happened and this happened. And was there a conscious decision to go on Instagram for you? Yeah, I think the big, I think why I did it was because I used to paint and have a pro paint watercolor and I had a portfolio. Right. And I was like, well, you right. know what? I kind of want to have a hair portfolio. I think that would be really cool. Like if I have Instagram, it's kind of like my, it's free advertisement and I could post all my hair stuff and I could just show people, Hey, you know, this is what I do. This is, you know, something you can get. And cause people, I was kind of seeing a change where people wanted to actually see pictures. I hated taking out books and being, and having them be like, Oh, I want this haircut. And it was so outdated. You know, I was trying to like stay with the times, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And, but I knew I didn't want to refer to old books. And so I kind of just went all in. I didn't really know anything. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to keep it modern, right? You wanted to be modern. Yeah, but, but still artsy. Still artsy. I mean, because Pinterest was a thing, wasn't it? I mean, Pinterest still is a thing, but Pinterest was definitely people were coming in with Pinterest images that they were showing before they were showing Instagram, I thought. Maybe um, you, but I feel like we were so behind in the time. Really? I don't know. I think maybe it was my location, but I just knew that I needed to do something more. So I that's why I started the Instagram. No, I think you're definitely America is much more ahead than, <laughs> than the UK than the UK. But your Instagram is incredibly well curated. Do you think that's your art background? Maybe. Yeah. I I feel like I've always been pretty artistic and I and I always want to be a little different than everybody else. I, I'm always trying to do something different, even if it's like a small little detail, like how I name my hair picks or something, you know? I like being, I guess, would the word original be the right word or not? I don't know. I want to be different right. without being too standout-y, you know? <laughs> That's a hard one to navigate. Now, I noticed that you, I, as I scroll through, you do name them. You do have these little captions going to begin with don't you I mean that <laughs> that in itself the tumbleweed is one here and it's it's beautiful <laughs> and then the pine cone how long does that take you to figure all that out so I spend a lot of my free time in the outdoors and I kind of wanted to incorporate that into my hair art you know I wanted to kind of show a little bit of who I was with my art I I mean I'm I'm oh I'm I hike I fish I hunt I I spend so much time outside and I just was like, you know what? I see so much beauty in the outdoors and I'm like, I can definitely, I'll be sitting there thinking that's, that's a great brunette shade, you know, the pine cone, that looks like a, you know, I'll start thinking stuff like that. I try to like, it's like full circle. Everything's related to hair for me, you know? So that's kind of where I, I came up with that. Live it and breathe it. I love that. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit before all the, all the good stuff starts. So you you start renting um, a space. 
at Caitlin's Salon. And that's in the same town that you grew up in, yeah? It was 10 minutes down, the, not even 10 minutes. It was probably five minutes down the road from my, the first salon. So same town. Right. So all my clients were like, oh, that's easy. Just go down the road, you know? What was, the, what was the difference for you from going from one to the other? What do you think was the, the growth trajectory for you? I think it was, I was able to focus more on my craft, I think there. And I was surrounded by like-minded people. Um, Caitlin has always been a huge inspiration for me, you know, even if she's my best friend, but we've always worked so hard to better each other. And I just wanted to be around people who loved hairdressing and didn't just do it for a paycheck, you know, and I really wanted to like prove everybody wrong. Like this was going to be my life. So I wanted to give it my all and have a, I'm all about my environment. So if my environment isn't, if I don't have good energy or that sort of thing, I kind of start to shut down. So I wanted to change my environment. It was positive. It was really pretty and everybody had a good attitude. So that was really important to me why I switched. Right. Because I think that if you're not, if you don't have the good attitudes and you don't have the great environment, it's, it's very difficult to produce beautiful work. I think in that, because it becomes too stressful in other ways, doesn't it? hundred million percent. And then like, if you have people who, you know, they look at you and you're like, why, why are you taking pictures or what, you know, they'll, they'll question you and stuff like that. Or they laugh at you because you want to, you know, do more than them. It's just jealousy. And I just wanted to get away from that. (laughs) So as soon as you took on the, you took on the move and you took on the gram basically, (laughs) and you realized that you had to take pictures and all that, which of course is for somebody in your age group, that it's more, natural to kind of do that because your friends are doing that you you're you're um curating your life on on social media anyway because you've virtually grown Mm -hmm. up with it um Mm -hmm. and you found in the salon because there are definitely conversations that go on um in in our industry about working in salons where people you know take the take the mickey out of you they they laugh at you for for photographing your work, they or they might make it difficult for you to build in time to take those images that are so important because it's your it's a brand, right? You're building a portfolio, as you spoke about. How did you how did you navigate that? Um, because I would have thought that if you were doing this at that point, uh, it was relatively early on in the era of. Instagram and I wouldn't have thought that necessarily all salons had embraced it because they're still struggling with it now aren't they a lot of salons still struggle with that yeah I um so when I I feel like Instagram just started to get popular when I made my you know so we kind of all were posting really similar pictures because I mean we didn't have the white backdrop we didn't have any of that sort of thing we didn't I mean I took my pictures with an old crusty iPhone you know so I I think we all were kind of doing that. Um, and when I moved, we kind of did it together. We were, you know, finding the right ways to post and we just encouraged each other. Um, I don't think, I just don't think my, the first place that I started that they were super, you know, encouraged to do that sort of thing, which was fine, you know, but that's why we, you know, my new salon, we were like, let's make an Instagram, let's do this. We, they always, sh- we shared everything and all of our information. And that's. So everyone was learning on the go together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which makes it more helpful, doesn't it? And more supportive. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I used to follow 
I mean, a few, a few different people that, that they would post and I'd be like, Oh, I want to be like them. I want to, I want to do those sort of clients and have, you know, their type of work on, on my page. And, and, and how did you, how did you then navigate that? So how did you, how did you make that change happen for you? You go from one salon to the next, you're surrounded by some really great people that you, you enjoy hanging out with and you enjoy and you're learning together. How did you start attracting the kind of work that you wanted to do? I took as many classes as I possibly could. Okay. I educated myself. And I think that's really when it started because I would take even just 10 person class, like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing a hair class. Um, and there was only 10 people there and I didn't even know the girl, but we, you know, Caitlin and I still went, or we went to, um, our sales rep would have different brands that would, um, do, you know, stage classes at, at the hair shows. We'd go to that or, uh, we would just, I would spend money on classes like you wouldn't believe. And I really think that is what helped me just learning even the smallest thing from people all around, you know, the state in neighboring states. So that's kind of where it, where it happened. I think education was, was huge. And it's been something huge for you all the way through then, because you, you've been, you've been, you educate yourself now, but to begin with, you, you just embraced it and went straight for it to go to classes and go to events and, and to watch and learn. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, there, there came a point where, you know, fast forward just a few years ago, I was starting to get stagnant and I'm like, what can I do to start gaining that fire back? And I was really struggling. And then the pandemic hit and then it was just like, oh, well, <laughs> it's all downhill from here. You know? <laughs> no, it's no, it wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't. It, it actually wasn't. It was the best thing that happened for me, which sounds crazy, but because I'm starting to feel like, oh, this, there wasn't classes and I, I took all the classes I could take and I watched videos I was just bored you know and I was like what can I do so once the the pandemic happened I had I didn't work for you know you didn't either we all didn't and um I kind of just had to come to realization of what I needed as for myself and it really it really helped having that time off (laughs) you you're going to classes and you're obviously talented but you were feeling like you were stagnating. What had happened for you in that? Where, where, what had happened there? I think I was just in this routine. I was, I wasn't fulfilling my passion. Like I had a lot of services that I, I hate to even admit this, but I had a lot of services that I wasn't super thrilled to do. Right. Um, I had a lot of clients who were very energy draining. And my environment started to change a little bit. Caitlin had left and it was just kind of, I didn't really have like someone I could feed off of, you know, like I just started getting really stagnant. My clientele was really stagnant. I was booked out for months at a time. I was overworked and I just didn't have, I just was so resentful of the whole thing. It's, it, it happens to a lot of us. I yeah, feel like. it does happen to a lot of people. And a lot of, there's a lot of conversations on Instagram about all of this. And us as an industry not being able to say, no, we don't want to do that. Oh. Or, you know, that you, I don't need to take your energy on you. I'm not just a sounding board for you to come to and sort of do that. But you're, so you're obviously, you were busy, right? So it was busy and you were booked out, which a lot of people think is, is the nirvana. They're going to be happy with that. Obviously, that's not the case for you. 
Um, and also you were doing services that you didn't like. Now, I think we all start off working in places, having to seem to do everything and you can't, you, a lot of places won't let you niche down. How did yeah. you, how did you get out of that at such a young age, right? Because I think the older people um, find it difficult to say no. Yeah. But for a young person to say no, it, it's, it's much more difficult. I, I feel like I have, I still have a hard time saying no, but I think going back to like when I wasn't working for four months, I really thought about, all right, what's important to me. I, my personal life had changed where I had moved here and I just was like, I really have to make a change. Like something's got to give. I was gaining a lot of followers on Instagram and I was getting a lot of new people wanting to book and I just didn't have the time to take them. And I was getting services that I was really passionate about, like balayage, foliage, color melting, stuff like that. And um, once the once we were starting to get ready to go back to work, I was like, okay, now's my time to just literally hit the reset button, which is so horrible in a sense thinking like, I feel bad. I always think about other people's feelings, but I was like, you know, I really have to do what's best for me and my career. And I kind of wiped my whole book completely clean. And cause we, we were only able to work part-time. So I started booking like the services that I wanted to do. And then I was, it started, you know, I was going to have to continue to book some of the things I didn't want. And that's when I got an offer to move to where Caitlin was. And that really kind of was where I could really hit the reset button because it was almost an hour away from my old salon. Um, so I just started, I just started fresh. I wiped my books clean and was like now or never. Okay. I, I love you, this. But you know? how, how do you, how do you, <laughs> Wipe your books clean. I'm sure there's lots of people listening that think, God, I'd really like to do that. I mean, my friend Amy, she wipes her books clean, um, camouflage and balayage. She did that. She often talks about that. How did you personally do that? What did you say to people? I mean, I don't want to do great coverage anymore. I don't want to do traditional highlights. Uh, I don't want to do a I know. I mean, I know. how do you say I don't want to do that? How did you do it? Some people, this is so terrible. Some people I just ghosted, which they were so rotten to me anyway. So I know that's terrible, but they were so mean to me half the time. So I'm like, you know what? Goodbye. Um, <laughs> but I just basically told them that, you know, I'm only able to work part time and I'm really wanting to fill my books with, you know, stuff that I'm, you know, super passionate about and I've educated myself. I just kind of, okay. not that I like skirted around, but I just basically was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to do different things and I can recommend you to a stylist who might have more availability. And, and then I moved to salons and a lot of them didn't want to drop, make the drive. So I would say I, by moving locations, I lost probably 70% of my clients, which I wanted. I wanted that. I was like, all right, time to start over. This is great, but it's, it's hard. It's, it's not a fun conversation to have with people, especially if you've been doing their hair for 12 years, it's, it could be hurtful to them, you know, like, Oh, yes. you don't want to do my hair yes. anymore, but you kind of just have to tell them like that. You're, you're trying to, you know, do other things. And I still don't know how to navigate it, honestly. <laughs> well, you seem to have navigated it quite well and you and you've not, and you've tried not to hurt anyone in it. I think that's the most important thing, right? What you want yeah. to do is shift gears, shift gears in your career. Yeah. But some people don't like that. But we're not there to do work that we don't enjoy. Right. 
I mean, you can't have a career of sitting there do, or standing there doing stuff that you don't like. I mean, that's hardly a great career, is it? Oh, it's horrible. Mm. I mean, even like, I felt like I would think like, I haven't even had a raise in 10 years. You know what I mean? When you think, when I sat down and thought about it, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, this is just not what I, what I thought. So I just kind of, I literally just hit the reset button. I love that. I don't, I have no, I think about it all the time. I have no idea. I've just, I guess I just trust the universe and it kind of fell into place. It was my, everything's laid out for me and it was just the right road that I took. Do you think luck had a lot to play in it or fate? I think fate. I don't, I don't know if I really believe in luck, but I definitely think fate had a lot to do with it. You know, I think each, each place that we all, each, each thing that we all experience, I think we're meant to experience because it's whether we realize it in a year or 10 years, I think we all are supposed to be on certain roads, but I, I, it just, it was my time to just move on, you know, and it just happened for me. So we've, we come out of a pandemic or well, we haven't really come out of it, have we, but we've opened up (laughs) and you're limited, like a lot of hairdressers, myself included, we were limited to the amount of days that we could do and the amount of clients that we could do by state regulations and government regulations. Uh, which is sort of unheard of for our industry and you start whittling out the ones that you don't necessarily want to do um, and you start doing more of the work that you want to do so you're you're setting things you're setting things in motion for you had in the pandemic had you physically moved to West Virginia or were you still or were you still in Connecticut um so I moved because I met someone (laughs) and I met them before the pandemic and we were, I only saw them once a month. And then once the shutdown, we were told we had to stop working. I think it was like St. Patrick's day. And I told my parents, I'm like, I'm going down to West Virginia. See ya when I see ya. And I just packed my truck and I just went South and I hadn't, I never left. <laughs> so it, um, and, and my, my boyfriend, he's a business owner. He owns multiple companies and I watched him work and how he, he has like an amazing work-life balance and how just, I learned so much from seeing what he does. And I was like, all right, I can do this. And I talked to him about it. I'm like, would you be, cause I love my career. And I was like, would you be okay with me? you know, tra- being a traveling hairdresser and, and working and he, and he totally supported it. So, so you um, made the decision from, from there. So a lot yes. of us made career changes in, in yeah. the pandemic, especially in the, the really rough part of it. And so you made the decision to do so many days a week in Connecticut. So you wanted to keep the clientele that you wanted to keep from there. And you also wanted to, you recognize that you could grow it. Yeah. And how do you think that doing 12 days a month rather than doing 20. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, so it's hard, it's half that time, isn't it? So it's, it's about two weeks work, two weeks out of the month. How, how did you manage to sort of kind of communicate that to clients and build, build a business on, on that sort of method? So right when we were getting ready to move, open up, I moved to a new salon. So like I said, I lost a lot of my clients and then my new salon, they were, they allowed me to work the 10 days straight. So like Monday to Sunday, you know, and I, I just worked 10 days straight. And then I just told clients, you know, this is what I have. 
available and I kind of just got them used to it. You know, I kind of told, I kind of just like, they just did it. You know, I didn't, I didn't really give them too much of my personal life status. And then they just got used to that schedule. And now they all know that I'm a traveler. Um, but I didn't want to like freak them out in the beginning, you know, they're like, Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna never come back and stuff like that. So they just got used to what my schedule was. And they took the what from the appointments I had, yeah, they took the appointments I had available. There's a huge conversation again on Instagram where everything seems to be a conversation about the fact that we should be able to set these these times and be said, this is my availability. And that, you know, the rest of your time is your own time. You don't have to apologize for it. And so you're unapologetically saying, this is what I can do. This is this is this works for me. And you've made it work for yourself, which is an achievement. Thank you. It's it was really hard. Um because it's it's unconventional and a lot of people they don't like unconventional ways you know um everybody will always have a comment but it i've honestly i am so much of a better person and i'm feel like i'm doing a lot better work by slowing down only doing three clients a day and able to have that time off to kind of decompress and and chill out hold on a minute (laughs) let me let me take you back here. You're doing three clients a day. So let's let's talk about your work because your work's beautiful. You do this whole lived in feel. You do you do foilage, you do balayage, which you're known for now. You probably do other things as well. I'm sure you do. Um, how long does it take you to do one client? Uh, typically three hours for a, for a foilage or a balayage. And I it's one-on-one. I don't have an assistant. Right. It's me from start to finish. Okay. So typically three hours. And three hours from this meeting and greeting them, putting it in, processing it, rinsing it, blow drying it, styling it, taking the picture. Three hours. Three hours to three and a half hours if they have a ton of hair. And sometimes I'm about, I'd say 12 minutes late for my next client because I'm taking pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to take a quick picture. Th- it's a full day. I mean, that's six clients, right? At least six clients because you've done the color process. You've got the cut and blow dry or the blow dry. So that's, mm-hmm. that's six. Um, and you're, you're not fitting anyone in between it. No, I, I'm so happy not to double book anymore because I would run around with my chicken with a, like a chicken with my head cut off. Like I yes. like it to be, I like a more intimate vibe. So I typically I book like 10 to one and then one to four and then four to seven. That's usually the slots I try to fill. Um, And unless I have, like sometimes some people take me only two and a half hours if they're just like a regular highlight and root smudge. Or um, I do have a few gray retouches, but usually they they always try to get something like a few paints painting around their face or something like that. Or but I I typically just do color all day. Right. I mean, but that's a full day, so it's it's not just it's not just three clients it's three cu- yeah. three colors and cut and blow dries it does actually make yeah. it sounds completely different and do you think people the people you attract do they love the one-on-one the intimacy of it the being seen through the whole journey and nobody else there in their time I think so I mean when I if I think about what I would like I would feel super rushed if if there was like okay go sit over there and then they were I don't know that's just I like the more intimate feel and you could charge more money for that I was going to ask you about that yeah yeah you charge you could charge more money because you're giving them a hundred percent you know when I did have an assistant in the salon sometimes she'd you know wash my client out if I wanted to mix their gloss but 
typically or help me like rough blow dry if I was running behind, but it's, it's usually just me. And that's kind of where I wanted to change my, my branding and all that, because ultimately I wanted to make more money. Right. I wanted to have my dream clientele and I wanted to have pretty hair. I could post on Instagram, right. you know, and you're, are you, do, do you have your dream clientele? <laughs> yeah. I'm so blessed. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I do. I definitely do. And now it's hard because I only work, you know, 10 to 12 days and I kind of have to turn people away now where like I was able to take on new clients and it's just, it's hard because I love to meet new people and I love to do new heads of hair. So it's like, now I'm at a point like, well, should I raise my prices so I can get more people in or, you know, so it's, it's just a never ending cycle, but my, my clients are honestly the best. They're, they, they're so good to me and I'm just really lucky. For sure. Lucky, not lucky. It sounds like you've worked really hard for it, to be honest. Yeah. Like I don't really believe, I, I lied. I don't believe in luck, but I am lucky. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the other roles that you have besides, besides running your own business and setting it up the way in which works for you, which I think is really an important message, right? It doesn't matter how you do it as long as it works for you and it works for what you want out of life. But we, we talked earlier in the intro and we talked about your, um, so you're a BTC influencer. So is that, is that the same as on the BTC team? Yes. It happened during the shutdown. <laughs> right. I, okay. um, yeah. So it, that's kind of, honestly, that kind of was another big factor that pushed me to change my, my brand because they, um, I was constantly on Instagram. I had nothing else to do. Right. So I was constantly on Instagram and posting and doing how to curl your hair and all that sort of thing. And then I got, you know, contacted and they put me on the team and that's when I was like, okay, time to shit or get off the pot. <laughs> you that's know? not PG-13, like, is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did that feel to be contacted by them, to, ask, to be asked to be part of that team? I damn near died. Right. I was like, are you sure you got the right girl? <laughs> I'm like, it me? <laughs> but I told them, I was like, this is the sign I needed. I needed this sign because we all go through those self-doubts, you know, spurts. And I was going through that. I'm like, well, should I just quit hair? Like I could just stay here and I, I could be a housewife, but that just wasn't me. <laughs> so then they contacted me and that really kind of changed my career. I think as corny as that sounds, but it did. It doesn't sound corny at all because of course, you know, it, BTC is huge, right? So it has this huge influence on our industry and the people within our industry and how we see things. And so to, to be asked to be on that team is, is really cool. It, um, and it could be a highlight for, of a career for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, for sure. And they've been so, they're so good to everybody. And um, it's cool because they connect you with different brands that you might not have had the opportunity to work with, you know? So it's, it's been really cool to try. I love to try new products. So it's been really great for me to, kind of keep my creativity at its highest potential right and is this and so you also you're working with trust so which is paint they've, they've got obviously their, their clays and their paints and their pre-lightness their treatments and yeah. that works obviously very well for you and their treatments yeah and then the balayage story i mean you and had you entered one shop before yeah that was um this three times three years 
Three times. I entered. Cool. Yeah. So I and I I went. I've gone to every show. I think. Have you for the last three years that they have even on tour and stuff. All the shows except the London one because I didn't meet you. I didn't. I I've never left the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the last three years I've been to every one shot and I've been to a few on tours. Really cool. I watched. Um, of course, I was with you. I was on the same row as you the night of your win. <laughs> and you were like, no, I, nothing's going to happen. No, 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 no. Like this. And we were just like, we were seemed to be surrounded by people that were winning every minute. And you're like, no, 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 no. And then the next minute, your name got called up and there you were. Boom. Winner. Cool values. How did that feel? I didn't even vote for myself during the whole voting thing. I didn't know you could. But I voted for my friends, you know. Um, I was filming because I thought maybe, you know, one of my friends was going to win. And then they announced the top five. And I was like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? And Kate and I, we were freaking out. And then, yeah, they they called my name. And I feel like I could cry thinking about it. Um, I honestly, (laughs) I think I blacked out. Like, so you saw me. I mean, I w- it was so cool to, to have you there. It really was. Our row was just, everybody in that row was awesome. I'm so glad I got to share that with everybody because everybody in our row is so talented and just humble. And um, But I blacked out for sure. And <laughs> I just, I mean, some people prepare a speech. I, I didn't think I had a, I mean, a 1% chance. Like there was, in my mind, there was no chance at all. And, and that's why I think I freaked out. <laughs> I loved it because you were just like, kind of like, you were actually, it was a little bit of a blackout. I'm just looking at the picture here on for the <laughs> nomination. I mean, there's just, it's really, really pretty because you've got all those lovely sort of, sort of taupey browns. And then it goes into these really cools. Was that freehand or was that foilage? A mix of both. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah. I uh, I do a lot of my work in a foil, um, and then I'll paint a lot like at the sink to to really brighten up her ends. And she um, she's been my client for a really long time, so I was so happy that I could share that win with her because she has been literal angel. She sent me so many clients, and she's always down for me to do whatever I want and. She's a dream client, I like to say. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we I do a mix of, of um, foil and hand painting. I noticed that a lot about the US market. There's a lot of um, foilage and then this tipping, it's called tipping out here, I think, mm-hmm. where people are painting out the ends. And it seems to be an awful lot of it in the US. And it seems to, it gets the results that the clients want. Yeah, I um. I like to use foils. I think I'm not a great painter. I'll be honest. I don't know how to navigate freehand painting, (laughs) which I probably should. I'd love to take some classes on it. Um, But for me with a foil, I feel like I have more control. Um, I get a very, very even um, most of the time lift and I can create a balayage look by using a foil and I do my tip outs with foils also, but I'll, I'll paint like kind of like how you paint, but I'll paint when the hair is wet in the sink with them laying back like a wet balayage, yeah, that sort of thing. That's, that's about as 
creative I'll get with painting. No, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it's results driven, right? The industry is results driven. And I think there's more than one way to do something. I just noticed oh, there's sure. a lot of beauty a lot of really beautiful, well-thought-out foil work in the US market. And, th and you do that, um, which I think is superb. What, how did you, I know that you went on lots and lots of classes and you talked about that, but then you've got this, you've definitely got a look. I, I virtually know when you're posting, when it's you. You've got, you've, you've created this look. How long did that take you to get that? 12 years. Twelve years. <laughs> it's taken 12 years me my counting. whole yeah, it's a, I mean, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, I, um, I, I mean, I work, I work on mannequins. I, I tried new placements and I'm just always trying something new and like going back to like trying to do something a little different. I just, I like that. You just said that, you know, it's my work. You know, I, yeah. I, I want to, I don't want to blend in on, on the hair feed. I want to be a little bit different, you know? But it's taken me my whole career. <laughs> There's so much more of a career to go. So what's actually oh, yeah. what's next for you? Where do you want to go next? Do you know? Or are you just kind of waiting to see how it happens? I get asked that so much. And <laughs> Caitlin, she goes, you made it to the top. Now what? Which I don't think that, you know, I, I'm still trying to climb that mountain. I don't, you know, I just started educating. And that's been amazing. It's so fulfilling. I just never even knew that it could fuel me that like that, you know. Um, so I'd love to continue to educate, do more classes. I'd love to travel. Um, but I, I'm just going to kind of ride the wave. I'm not sure. I'm going to continue to do the best I can to provide, you know, a great experience for my clients and hopefully win another one-shot hair award. <laughs> We were talking about, I was talking with another guest, and we were talking about the fact that you get to a point and then you think that maybe that's there, but then you look up and there's another point to get to. And it's a continual journey and like ride, you For say, sure. riding the waves, you know, with the ups and yeah. the downs. So I wanted to um, thank you, Kate, for coming on today and sharing part of your journey. Congratulations on your BTC win. That is absolutely amazing for your cool balayage this year. And of course, you've got to keep doing that, right, to re-enter and re-win and all those things and really lovely to hear your perspective on the industry about your work-life balance and how it how you've managed that for yourself I think it's a really really nice story thank you so much thank you for having me this has been really cool you're the best you're such an inspiration to me and I'm so honored oh no I'm really <laughs> when I got chatting to you at BTC I'm like yeah you've got to come on Got to, I've got to have you on and talk to you more about your career so far because I just think it's really interesting. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, evolve or remain, right? So this. I love that. Evolve or remain. So this is this is me evolving. So thank you for contributing to that. <laughs> Thanks so much. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did making it for you. Don't forget to subscribe on your channel that you download your podcast from. iTunes is my favorite, but I know there are others out there. And also, if you want to follow me on stories on Instagram, it's Jack Howard Color, C-O-L-O-R, the American way, not the English way. And on Facebook, it's Jack Howard Color, C-O-L-O-R. And my website is www.jackhowardcolor, C-O-L-O-R.com. C -O -L -O -R